This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. Dekawa Playhouse Episode 25 It's time for Decawatt Playhouse. Let us return to the 1980s and a small liberal arts college in western Pennsylvania. Here, without the distractions of alcohol or intervisitation, students had nothing else to do but amuse themselves with strange radio shows and college bands. Announcer Bot, what have you retrieved from the vaults of history tonight? Classic Radio Theater. The Lady or the Tiger. Grove City's Hotspot at 89.5. WSAJ-FM, Grove City, Pennsylvania. Good evening and welcome to WSAJ Classic Radio Theater. This evening we present The Lady or the Tiger by Frank R. Stockton. Our fable this evening takes you to a faraway land where a king... Noble high priest and a lovely young princess all search for the meaning of justice. Long ago, there lived a semi barbaric king whose chief aim in life was to be just. To be a good king interests him very little, for semi barbarians know practically nothing of goodness. To be a strong king interested him even less, for his father before him had been so ruthless an enemy to all the surrounding kingdoms that they'd all long been, since been destroyed. But to be a just king interested the semi-barbaric monarch enormously, for he realized that justice is always relative. When a crime is committed, only one can, one can be truly just, only if one knows all the facts. Every element that is involved in the act, no matter how small or obscure, has to be understood. And this, thought the king, is impossible. He pondered the matter of justice. He philosophized about justice. He considered it, riddled it, mused upon it. But to no avail, he could not be sure that he was truly a just king. And so, at last, he consulted his high priest about it. O noble King Khafra, emperor of all the lands on which the sun rises in the morning, ruler of all the territories on which the moon smiles at night. What is your bidding? Ah, oh, Sipta, my faithful high priest. I am glad you have come, for I have great need of your counsel. Is it to foretell the future, your majesty? To read the stars? I am no simpleton, Sipta. I know as well as you that no man can read the future, nor tell what hidden mystery lies behind the stars. Is it to soothe your mind, then, your majesty? You are troubled by dreams? <laughs> Not by dreams, Sipta. I am troubled by thoughts. By thoughts? I do not understand. I have been thinking of justice. Day and night, it seems, my mind cannot escape from thinking on it, musing upon it, puzzling it out. Tell me, Sipta, what is justice? Ah, your majesty. Justice is the divine gift of the gods. Don't tell me such foolish things, priest. I ask a straightforward question, and you must give me a straightforward answer. Justice, O King, is the first virtue. Justice seen by its own light and drinks of its own bond. Ah, don't go on with this drivel. Why do you not tell me straight out what justice is? 
Why do you waste my time with this mumbo-jumbo? Anger me, my friend. If you do not satisfy me with an answer, I will pitch you to the tigers in the arena. And will that be justice, your majesty? I don't know. No, it will not be justice. You have not answered my question because you cannot answer it. I know that it is not just to punish a man for that. There is your answer, sir. Justice can be determined only in an individual case. It does not exist as an isolated thing. If indeed it exists at all. It's also so arbitrary, so open to error. But your majesty, the king can never be in error. Oh, but I can, I can. I feel it in my heart. Whenever a man is brought before me on trial for his life, I pray to the gods that they may give me the wisdom to be just. Whenever a man is, is found guilty of a crime, whenever a criminal is thrown to the tigers in the arena, I sit and watch. I listen to his screams, I watch him die. And all the time my conscience keeps whispering to me, has justice been done in this case? Is it right that the man should be punished? Are you sure that it is meet he should die? And are you sure? No, Sifter, I am not. And I have decided we must have a new way. Uh, a new way, sir? Yes. From now on, when a man is accused of a crime, he shall be his own judge, his own jury, perhaps his own executioner. If we can never be sure of administering justice, we should not try to do it at all. From this day forward, we will place the matter in the laps of the gods. They will decide the case, and their earthly agent will be the accused man himself. Listen, Sipta, I have a plan. From now on, when a man has been accused... And so King Kafra began to explain to the high priest Sipta his unique plan for administering justice. Sipta agreed that it was wise and, and good. And the next day, seven blasts were blown on the royal horn to summon the people to the steps of the temple so that Sipta could announce the new method of dealing with criminals. His royal command, all courts of law shall be abolished, all instruments of torture shall be destroyed, and all judges shall be relieved of their posts. From this day, the ninth in the month of Seleucus, in the year of the noble cat goddess Shorshi, all who are accused of criminal acts will be brought to the public arena. They, there, they will be confronted with two doors. Behind one door will be a tiger, its claws sharpened on the bark of the eucalyptus tree, its hunger increased by four days of starvation. Behind the second door will stand a beautiful woman, suited in age and rank to the accused in question. At a sign from the king, the accused will choose a door, go to it, and open it. If he chooses the door behind which stands the tiger, he chooses death. If he chooses the door behind which stands the lady, he will be married to her immediately, given a pension, and allowed to live a free and happy life. It will be the criminal's own choice, and only the will of the gods shall guide his hand. By order of the king, 
and this is why her highness had been so upset at the talk of choosing a husband. Princess Charmian and the slave in Akron were in love. Late that night, Princess Charmian paced the palace gardens, accompanied in the darkness only by her beautiful serving woman, Taya. Oh, why doesn't he come? Anacron will be here, your highness, but it takes time. It is not easy for a slave to slip away unnoticed. There are guards everywhere. Perhaps the guards have stopped him. Perhaps we are found out. Never fear, your highness. Anacron is brave and strong. For such a man, even the impossible is easy. You must be patient. It is easy for you to say, be patient. You don't know what it is to be in love. That is not true, your highness. You are in love, my little one? With whom? I, I cannot say, your highness. After all, I am only a slave. I have no right to love. Besides, the one I love belongs to another. Ah, uh, then your love is as hopeless as mine. Do not say hopeless, your highness. Perhaps his majesty would forgive you and allow you to marry Anacron. Never. I am a princess, and he is a slave. It cannot be. Oh, why doesn't he come? Your highness, I heard a footstep. Where? By the wall. Yes, I saw. A shadow. It is he. Leave us, Taya, but keep watch. And if anyone comes, run at once and tell us. I will keep watch, your highness. Charmian, my princess. Oh, my love. Anacron, how long I have waited for you. I began to think you had never come. The king sits with his council. It was not easy for me to slip away. It is almost dawn. We must make the most of each minute we have. Oh, if only we did not have to meet like this in shadows hiding from everyone. I know, but it cannot be helped, my love. You know the penalty if we are found together. Sometimes I wish they would find us. I think I would not mind death if once I could tell the world I love you. Oh, do not say such things, my love. I could not bear to go on living without you. I know it is hard to sway, but... Your Highness, they're coming. Coming? Who? The King's guards. It is the King himself who leads them. Anacron, you must hide. But where? It is too late. You must try. Save yourself, Anacron. There's yet time, Anacron. Fly. Stop! In the name of the great King Kafra! Uh, it is too late. Charmian, my daughter. Father! What is the meaning of this? Father, I can explain. There's nothing to be explained. I see at once all there is to see. Guards, seize that man. Yes, Your Majesty. Father, have pity. Show me, my child, how sorry I am, I, I cannot say. But this man is a slave and had no right to come near you. You know the penalty. He is securely bound, Your Majesty. Oh, Anacron, Anacron. Favorite of all my slaves, that you should be the one who is the source of so much grief. I am sad too, Your Majesty. Not that I must die, but that I am so far beneath the station of my love. Sire, if a slave may be heard, have pity on him. You too, Tyre. Oh, no, it cannot be. You have all heard the decree made by my high priest, Sipta. Guards, take the slave to the prisons at their public arena. No, Father, no. It must be. Anacron will be the first to choose. The lady or the tiger. To the cupbearer to the king, Anacron, the slave, was borne away, bound securely hand and foot to lie in the prison of the public arena, awaiting the day when his fate should be decided by a trick of luck, the choice of the gods, or the guidance of the evil spirit. What he felt at the approaching event, it would be hard to say. What the princess felt, however, was altogether clear. Oh, Tyre, Tyre, 
How can I bear it? You must be calm and controlled, Your Highness, as befits a princess. Yours is not the first love to end in death. How calmly you say it. How glib you are. But my heart is breaking. Mine too, Your Highness. What's this? What's this? Yes, Your Highness. My heart breaks too, for Anacron is the man I love. Traitor! You loved him, even as I... Such things cannot be helped. Oh, where are the gods at such a time? Is there no comfort for me now? But if the god heard her cries, they did not respond. Princess Charmian was inconsolable. At last, she made up her mind to humble herself before her father, and at last attempt to change his mind about the awful punishment that awaited in Akron. Father, can you deny the tears, the prayers, the cries of your only child? Breaks my heart to see you so, Charmian. But what is to be cannot be changed. You know I have always tried to be just, but there can be no justice if there are two sets of laws, one for kings and one for slaves. All must be treated the same. Anacron must enter the arena. It was Taya, my serving woman, wasn't it, who carried the tale to your ear? Yes, of course. She loves Anacron herself. What torture it must have been for her to see him in my arms. And rather than let him be happy with another, she played traitor to us both and reported what she knew to you. I'll have her whipped. I'll sell her to the hardest slave master I can find. Taya shall rue the day she dared to betray a princess. Gently, my daughter, gently. You were betrayed by your own hand. Do not think I have not eyes in my head. The day you dropped your goblet at the table. Do you think I did not see what passed between your eyes and Anacron's as he refilled your glass? Your blushes, your stammering, your reluctance to talk of taking a husband? They were the spies that betrayed you, not your servant, Taya. She never breathed a word. I know she did. She loves him, too. She told me so herself. And now Anacron must die. Perhaps, my daughter, he will not die. You will spare him, then? He must enter the arena. But perhaps he will choose the door behind which stands a lady, waiting to become his bride. Do not forget that only one door hides a tiger. Behind the other will stand a woman befitting the prisoner's rank and station. There's no woman in this kingdom fit for Anacron, save myself. Yes, daughter, there is one. And that is? Your serving woman, Taya. And so it was decided. Anacron would enter the arena to make his choice within three days. The news was published far and wide, and all the citizens made plans to attend the great ordeal. On every hand, people were wondering the same thing. Which would he choose? The door which hid the ferocious beast, the door which hid Taya, the lovely slave girl who loved him. And all were content to wait three days to see how the trial would end. All, that is, save one. Princess Charmian alone could not wait, could not rest. All she could think of was finding a way to save her beloved in Akron. Late one night, she slipped out of the palace and made her way to the arena where, in a dungeon far below the earth, the unhappy slave awaited doom. Wait! Who goes there? It is I, Princess Charmian. Your Highness, why have you come here to the prisons? This is no place for a woman, let alone a princess. Who dares to give advice to me? I am Tuashri, the jailer. Listen to me, Tuashri. I must see the slave Anacron in private. But, but your highness, it is against the law. I am Princess Charmian, and above the law. I order you to admit me. Here is a bag of silver for your trouble. I, I cannot refuse you, princess, 
But I beg you, if anyone finds you here, do not say it was to Ashri who let you in. I shall say nothing. See that you do the same. Yes, Your Highness. Come this way. With the old jailer guiding her, Princess Charmian descended to the dungeons. Anakrin, Anakrin, can you hear me? Who's there? It is I, Charmian, my love. Charmian, what are you doing in this place? I come to bring you good news. Has the king relented then? Alas, no. His mind is firm. What then? Tomorrow, when the sun is at its highest in the sky, they will bring you to the arena to make your choice. What choice? Either will be hideous to me. Without you, do you think I care if I live or die? There's nothing to be done. You must choose an Akron, the lady or the tiger. What is the news you say you bring? Just this. I promise you that somehow I will find out which door hides the beast and which the woman. But that is impossible. Only the high priest Sipta will know that. Never mind about that. I swear to you, I will find out his secrets. But how will you let me know? When they lead you into the arena, you must look until you find me. I will be sitting in the royal box beside my father. Pay no attention to the screams of the populace or to the sun that would be shining in its heat. Do not listen to the sounds of the trumpets or even to the sound of your own heart. Only lift your eyes to mine and I will give you a sign. You're sure that you will find out the secret? I swear I will find it out. Until tomorrow then, Anachron. Goodbye. Goodbye, my love. Until tomorrow. That night, as all the kingdom lie asleep, Princess Charmian went to the temple of the cat goddess Shorshi to see the high priest Sipta. What words she used, no one will ever know. But after several hours, Princess Charmian emerged from the inner court, stood on the steps of the great temple, gazed up at the silver-white moon, and whispered aloud to the sky. The secret is mine. I know which door. I know which door. The next day, all the populace gathered in the great arena. At the precise moment when the sun reached its zenith, a fanfare of trumpets was heard. At the far end of the arena, a door was thrown open. And Akron walked into the blazing sunlight. The crowd roared, and all eyes shifted from the slave to the two wooden doors at the end of the arena. Which would you choose? Days for the light after so many nights in the darkness of the dungeon. And Akron had only one thought in mind. Quickly he searched the arena until he saw the royal box, decked in rugs of fur and pennants flying. Steadfastly he moved towards the box until his eyes met those of Princess Charmaine. Anachron! And in return, his quick and anxious gaze asked a single question. Which door, my love? Which door? The princess's right arm lay on the cushioned parapet before her. She raised her hand, made a slight, quick movement towards the right. No one but her love saw her. Every eye was fixed on the man in the arena. He turned, and with a firm and rapid step, he walked across the empty space. Every heart stopped beating, as without the slightest hesitation, he went to the door on the right and opened it. Now, the, now the point of the story is this. Did the tiger come out of that door, or did the lady? Did Princess Charmian love the slave in Akron so much that she'd rather see him live in the arms of a beautiful slave girl, Taya, who also loved him, than to have him meet such a cruel death? 
Or did Charmaine's passion arouse such jealousy in her that she'd rather see an Ekron die than live as Taya's husband? Would it not have been better for him to die and to go to wait for her in the blessed regions of eternity? And yet that awful tiger! She'd imagined it so vividly, the shrieks, the blood, which came out of the door, the lady, or the tiger. Which did the Princess Charmian choose? Which would you have chosen? This has been the Classic Radio Theater production of The Lady or the Tiger by Frank R. Stockton. Narrated by Lisa Hogel and starring Mark Harrison as Zipta, Larry Bowald as King Kafra, Donna Day as Charmian, Darla Vornberger as Taya, and Bill Coach as Anacra. This production was directed by Larry Bowald with technical direction by John Path and Mike Johnston and technical assistance by Donna Kozik. Tune in next Sunday night at 10 o'clock for another edition of Classic Radio Theater. And until then, remember, justice is a decision, not a law. For more information, please visit sfpodcastnetwork.com on the interweb. Thank you for listening, and farewell from all of us at Decawatt Playhouse.